<clears throat> Thank you, Alistair. Thanks, uh, Urban Design Group, for having me here. I'm going to talk about one project. That project is uh, work that the studio has been doing in, uh, in Chengdu. And it's caused us to think about the middle class. It's caused us to think about um, a, a flagrantly unspectacular demographic uh, in, an, in a flagrantly unspectacular location, the peripheries of, of, of big cities in China. And our response was, as we thought about it, well, how do you create an unspectacular master plan? Uh, we thought um, we would dispense with the kind of spectacularism that um, uh, often accompanies any kind of discussion about China and think about this very influential part of the Chinese market and the Chinese um, um, sort of urban um, terrain, which is, which is rewriting what kind of urban geography looks like. Um, the middle class is going into um, accommodating the middle classes within uh, peripheral, um, the peripheries of large cities and between large cities. Uh, we, this uh, master plan is in Chengdu, uh, a place which has benefited from a go west policy um, that is central government sponsored uh, infrastructure and improvements in the last 10 years in, as a kind of way of rebalancing the economic um, kind of juggernaut that's been happening on the east coast cities. We are located uh, to the north of Chengdu where the red dot, um, you can see the, uh, the urban uh, uh, mass of central Chengdu. And we're just on the cusp of a new district called Sindu, um, which, is to the, which is to the north. Again, if you can see our site. Oh, there. We're at the, the edge of the center, sort of the central main area of Chengdu on a green belt, uh, at a kind of wishy-washy threshold between uh, Chengdu and this uh, new uh, district of Sindu. Here are some uh, pictures of Sindhu district, which are not unlike many that you find kind of throughout Chengdu uh, and Sichuan province in the cities, in, in, the, in the larger cities, uh, where there is um, kind of a, a street life which happens, uh, especially where uh, the hands of modern master planners haven't got to. There's uh, a, an incredible kind of use of uh, open space, particularly if it's green, and, and Sichuan and Chengdu are kind of colloquially known in, Chengdu, uh, in, in China for having kind of more laid-back lifestyle. The weather is a bit balmier. They eat spicy food. Uh, you know, the, uh, people are more inclined to kind of go outside if the sun's shining and sort of enjoy uh, themselves, or so the colloquialism goes anyway. Uh, you have this, which is extremely common in a lot of modern cities, which is massive, massive uh, infrastructure. Uh, a lot of it sometimes safeguarded just for future uh, growth in and road transport, um, and then a kind of um, sort of uh, typological cookie cuttering that happens um, through superblock subdivisions uh, that sort of march their way across uh, kind of new Chinese cities. That is the sort of the um, sort of the kind of psychogeographic kind of appraisal of it. Um, I'd like to say some very unspectacular statistics about uh, where we were dealing, and they are these. Sindhu is only the fifth most populous district in Chengdu, uh, a city which is only the second biggest city in Sichuan uh, itself, which is only about the eighth wealthiest in China. So we're really dealing with a kind of um, um, section of the, the community which is not your high-end uh, East Coast tycoon, it's not your struggling peasant, but there's a, 
a, a rapidly fattening uh, middle comprised of such kinds of people. The middle class itself is extremely fragmented. So here are some statistics uh, that our research uh, yielded from, from, uh, from Sindhu district. Um, the district will add 333,000 um, people um, in the next few years, and they're mainly immigrants. 90% uh, of them will be of working age. To put that into um, sort of uh, uh, perspective, London is about sort of high 60s, 70% working population. So we're talking about an extremely productive uh, kind of population here. Uh, and they've seen uh, a year-on-year -year increase in the disposable income in the last five-year period. Uh, in terms of who's buying apartments there, 82% um, of residential buyers are expected to be from Sindhu district, not even from sort of outside in greater uh, Chengdu, but actually within Sindhu district. Smaller and mid-market uh, uh, um, mid apartments have retained their values uh, against luxury apartments, which have slightly sort of stalled or dipped in the last uh, global recession or the, the slowdown in China's uh, real estate market. And 62%, comparing with the comparable uh, site, 62% uh, of buyers are owner-occupier. And to put that into perspective, again, about 70% is sort of what uh, developers often aim for in order to make socially sustainable um, um, residential development. So we're not talking about uh, your, your financial sort of traders on, on, from Shanghai, uh, but a really kind of um, local... Uh, person there, a kind, they would be a professional from a local design institute who is operating regionally, or maybe kind of a, a mid-manager from a logistics, uh, from a logistics uh, company, um, which is sort of is borne out by these uh, kind of facts, that uh, grade A office has kind of, kind of topped out, but the secondary sector and more suburban office uh, and kind of cleaner light industrial spaces are those that are, have seen um, stable demand. Accommodating the middle classes for us, in a nutshell, meant um, not pandering to a, a, the, the model of land speculation which services, inve which services investment products, and rather to um, focus or prioritize, um, the, those are necessarily e evils, but to prioritize um, places where people will be investing to live themselves. Uh, and so we would... Uh, we, posited these principles, none of which are really spectacular, um, but they are all in kind of relation to um, planning development norms in China which, um, uh, which, w uh, which don't necessarily kind of aim towards these aims. And they are to promote scales and types of development that enhance neighborliness and walkability, uh, maximize collective benefit um, by um, procuring open spaces and, and, and securing public functions, to restore a street culture that uh, once existed in some old settlements, uh, to bring life to the water, and our site is sited at the confluence of two rivers, to highlight the cultural significance. Uh, we're on a spur of the old um, Silk Route, and to signify the gateway into Sindhu district, as you saw in the previous slides, we're on the threshold between kind of Chengdu and Sindhu district. The urban design framework really revolves around uh, the division of our 100-hectare site into three uh, neighborhoods uh, um, and activate a loop which, uh, which connects uh, those and uh, which is hinged off of the, um, a, a transport hub. And this uh, Sanhe <coughs> area master plan has as its residentia the um, extension of the line three of the metro um, 
system. Here's where we are on the site. So at the confluence of two rivers, uh, the loop, the three neighborhoods, um, and the metro station as the kind of conceptual bones of what we're trying to do here. So running quickly to the CGIs, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and not dispense, and dispensing with the 200-page report. Uh, this, is, uh, this is one of the, the neighborhood hubs that we were trying to create. And each of the neighborhoods had a neighborhood hub where we reclaimed land for um, speculative development and safeguarded or attempted to safeguard it for, uh, for community uh, use. And this is where we pooled um, kindergartens and uh, nurseries and wet markets um, um, restaurants in order to kind of provide an interface for, for residents. And, and we recovered value by, by balancing the density on, on the neighboring parcels of land, which we think will increase in value because they have amenity like this. The loop is effectively an, a, a linear configuration of enhanced public realm, which is fronted by active uses. Um, really, it's nothing more than that. But again, we're pushing against um, a kind of development model that, um, that imposes sort of green setbacks and clear divisions of function between state-laid infrastructure and development lots, which are, which are the domain of um, private developers. Um, we've proposed a retail leisure um, um, district on, or sub-district along, along the river. This was a uh, an attempt to kind of overcome, again, a kind of a centrally dictated 50-meter buffer from, from the river in which we're not allowed to build anything. And so instead of kind of bringing uh, life to the water, uh, literally through built um, structures, we brought the park back into the district so that there was a feeling of kind of waterfront activity. Uh, the big reason for the master plan is the, is the station, which can be uh, seen here as an overground um, uh, as an overground rail station, the train zipping into it here. Um, the station, we inherited its, its location um, on an isolated lot overlooking a river. Um, we couldn't really work with the location, but what we did say was that it had to be integrated to uh, physically connected to adjacent sites so they could um, yield uh, increases in development value. And we provided a large viewing platform over which, uh, from which you could view the river. Um, so it's really taking opportunities and um, um, uh, making opportunities from the constraints that we were given. Uh, a large road runs through, and it's an arterial, it's a, sort of a regional road that runs through the site, and this was to be um, fronted as a, as a commercial strip, uh, which larger scale uh, retail and small office home office developments. Uh, we, we were pushed to, to up the density here where our, analysis, our economic analysis was suggesting that perhaps that was... Um, that demand might kind of flatten out. But we're happy to provide an imagery which, um, which we know is a political tool uh, and less of a, 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 an image of what it will be like. Um, master plan, the word master plan, I don't mind using. And a lot of people um, I've met do, since um, they're sometimes not designed uh, by males. And they're not blueprints for how things are actually going to work out. We're, uh, in practice, and I'm sure as many of you here know, the word master plan comes to mean a whole variety of things from loose frameworks um, and guiding principles to blueprints for how things ought to look that are statutorily guarded. And I think we're able to kind of uh, 
kind of grow the use and evolve the use of the master plan to encompass that in broad terms, much like the word sustainability, we need to kind of justify or, or sort of um, clarify what we mean from it. Um, in, in our master plan, <clears throat> we're looking to provide political tools for the local planning bureau to make arguments for the prioritization of this area. That's quite different from saying that it has to look like what we've drawn. But what we've also said is that there are actually some very pragmatic, um, uh, some pragmatic elements to this which you should be adopting. Uh, and these were, we're imagining step changes from the planning and development norms that you might um, normally get in, in Chinese uh, city development. And they are, they are small, but we believe that they're very significant. And if we can affect um, policy and planning at that level, then we will have influence in a kind of positive way. They are things like making smaller blocks. Left is the um, the, the strategic plan that we inherited, and we immediately set about it at breaking down um, 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 plot sizes so that um, uh, perimeter developments was, uh, were, um, were in effect kind of encouraged, uh, streets were made to, walk, uh, to work harder, areas were more walkable, and the overall master plan is not seen as a spreadsheet of uh, investor-led product, but places where people would be inhabiting. Uh, as I mentioned um, in a previous slide, the station would be, have to be physically connected to adjacent plots in order to maximize uh, the financial advantage. And um, areas of infrastructure safeguarding, like this uh, incredible kind of um, sort of area of, of, of tarmac blankness, um, we reclaimed and said, well, okay, you may have a future flyover there, but let's say that if that happens in the next, in five years, shall we have a public space, about two hectares, uh, to make use of that space? Um, uh, we encourage the active programming of landscape, uh, not as sort of buffers, but as places of um, inhabitation, uh, the encouragement of sports, of community agriculture, uh, and here as ways of remediating um, uh, water quality. And so this is the master plan as it will not look. Um, and we were quite happy about that. Um, and it's, <laughs> but is um, our, our hope that some of the, the principles that are embodied within that uh, do uh, get adopted. Thank you.